Welcome to Ghoul's Questions podcast from Corvin Networks, created for global corporate venturing. For more information, please visit www.corvin.com. Hi, so today for Ghoul's Question time, I'm joined by uh, Graham Martin, who's president and CEO of Takeda Ventures. Hi, Graham. Andrew, good to be talking to you. Good, thank you. Uh, so, Graham, can you kick off, please, by just giving us a little bit of an introduction to um, what Takeda is, please, as your parent organisation? Yes, Takeda Pharmaceutical Company is Japan's biggest uh, ethical pharmaceutical company, has uh, deep and long roots in history going back about 230 years, so in that sense is uh, comparable to many of the long-established European pharmaceutical companies. Uh, its focus is very much on uh, ethical pharmaceuticals and small molecule uh, drugs, which uh, um, it has been engaged in R&D of um, certainly in the last uh, 50 years or more. Oh, okay. Um, okay, so in terms of uh, Takeda Ventures, can you give us a bit of a, uh, a view then of what the purpose of the venture unit was and sort of why it was formed and what the process is within, uh, within the parent organization? Sure, yeah. Uh, Takeda, I think, was quite insightful in setting up Takeda Research Investment back in nine, uh, sorry, 2001. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the intention there was to commit 100 million US dollars to early stage uh, strategic investments that would expand specifically research uh, and discovery capabilities. Um, and so, at that point, we were allied very much with the discovery side of the organization, and our aim was to do two things, really, bring strategic intelligence back into the organization so that they could maintain competitive awareness, mm-hmm. and, of course, build some bridges, strategic bridges with early-stage bioventures that could be uh, valuable in terms of both pipeline and technologies. And what, what types of uh, size of deals and investments are you doing and how, how you've been structured over that time? So, um, the investments uh, were relatively modest because we were investing uh, at a relatively early stage. Um, when we started, we were investing something like three million US dollars per, per round of financing and with a pure strategic mandate, uh, I think uh, it was important for us to point out that we would continue to support companies as long as that strategic alignment was intact. Um, so we, we did engage in multiple rounds of investment and continue to do that. Uh, in our new guise as Takeda Ventures, we have a much more typical uh, corporate venture outlook. Uh, so we expand our horizons now to include white space opportunities. These are business opportunities where Takeda currently doesn't have a presence. Uh, and the uh, amount of investment that we're prepared to put in is uh, a little more flexible than it was when we were started somewhere in the region of five million US dollars per financing event. Mm-hmm. And to date, how many of you have invested and how much have you deployed? So we've invested uh, just under 50 million US dollars in 16 uh, private companies to date. Mm-hmm. Of those, uh, 12 remain what we would regard as strategically active, meaning that we're continuing to support those companies and nurture the strategic interactions. Uh, three companies have actually exited our portfolio, either through, uh, in fact, I think in all cases, through acquisition. 
Um, and I think we've had one failure. So not a bad track record, really. Mm. Mm. Very good, very good. So we can see the sort of strategic and the, the shift to a, a slightly different model on that at the moment. Could you, the, can you give us a brief overview of the people and the sort of team and the partners you work with? Because the people are so important and that's the aspect of how, how these engineers work. Yeah, we uh, are a small team, just three people, um, uh, supported by an assistant, of course. Uh, one of the team members is actually seconded from uh, research division in Japan, and the other two are full-time Takeda Venture employees, so that includes myself and Juan Harrison um, as VP. We, each of us, either have uh, a classic pharmaceutical research background or a business development background, and quite honestly, I think for a strategic uh, venture operation, that skill set has proven invaluable. Essentially, it's equipped us to be able to walk into early-stage companies and make very rapid assessments of the quality of the science and the ability of the management team to potentially execute on their business plans. Um, so we, we have the luxury, if you like, of looking at these uh, opportunities from a purely strategic rather than a purely fiscal standpoint. And I think the background skills the team has equips us well to do that. Mm-hmm. And then the link into the corporate. Yes, the link into the corporate, of course, the internal cell is always the most difficult one. Mm-hmm. Um, we uh, take a lead from colleagues inside of the R&D organizations with respect to the strategic priorities and imperatives of Takeda. And increasingly, we want to respond to those imperatives in a proactive way. So I think uh, the real value that we can bring to the company de- derives from our external network uh, and ensuring that we have tight relationships internally for, if you like, that strategic asset value transfer into the organization is critical for us. Okay, good. Could you give us uh, some insight into some, sort of one of your recent deals that you might be able to talk about to give us a bit of some meat on this example? Yeah, um, this investment that I've alluded to, Envoy Therapeutics, was probably one of the more interesting ones for us simply because uh, we had to work with founders of that uh, that company for about 15 months in order to secure sufficient financing with a syndicate of investors uh, to get the company up and running. And uh, the delight for us, really, in that is that uh, very quickly the company has developed a strategic collaboration with Research Division in uh, Cambridge, UK, um, where they, the technology is being applied for novel target discovery in our efforts to uh, develop novel treatments for schizophrenia. So interesting for us because uh, we don't typically see ourselves as having the mandate of building companies from scratch. In this case, we did, and I think the motivations were because it, it clearly brings inherent value into our uh, discovery operation. Mm. Good. So, so, yeah, it's a good example there of uh, venturing, bringing in sort of new skills, new capabilities, new insights, and that's that. And, uh, Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, in this case, quite honestly, you know, you wouldn't know that the technology existed unless you were out there uh, scouting for uh, innovation. And uh, in this case, we discovered something that we thought was uh, extremely complementary to our internal skill set. Very good. Very good. So, um, can you give us a view on what you think the current market conditions are in starting ventures and particularly in corporate venturing at the moment? Now, particularly with these very uncertain times. 
Yeah, uh, obviously it's a lot tougher now than it was just a few years back for early stage companies to, to raise sufficient money to get them through that critical early stage. I think the way we view, um, if you like, the, the first inflection point for these startup companies is to be able to validate the technology or the science that they're trying to develop and venture money, the classical sources of financing for that sort of uh, early stage of development has just disappeared. And I think to a large extent, Pharma is stepping in with its corporate venture activities to try and uh, bridge uh, that, that financial gap, if you like. Um, and that's certainly where we see ourselves playing an important role. Uh, and increasingly, we have been working with other pharma venture groups to both set up uh, as well as syndicate financing of early stage companies. Mm-hmm. So you see in this quite quite a new management and development model for for the R and D community. Is this strengthening that? Yes, uh, I think our view is that that model uh, or the models that will emerge in in the next few years are still in the process of of uh, evolving, uh, and we are continually talking to some of the more innovative thinking venture capital funds to to determine new models for investment where, you know, there really is a true risk and cost-shared approach to uh, the development of innovation. So I think we will see more hybrid models for financing emerging where strategic uh, tie-ins with pharma are evident at the very, very outset, Um, and yet still meet the needs of the venture community at large. Yeah. Uh, I think you touched on it briefly earlier, though. It's about selling this internally as much as it's selling it externally, isn't it, for this, for this change in this dynamic of the, for the management to work? Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think, again, you'll see a number of new models that are surfacing out of the pharmaceutical industry to try and, to try and make this happen. Um, all the large companies have, have developed some form of uh, financing vehicle in recent years, I think, with the aim to... Uh, develop these strategic relationships, especially with, you know, early stage external expertise. Yeah, yeah, I know very much as well. We're seeing it across different industries and that as well, and pharmaceutical and, and health is, is one that, which really has to use these, these types of models. Good, good, thanks, Graham. So, um, you know, one, you're not building on your ventures. What, what, what is it you do to relax? Because you must be doing uh, quite a bit of flying, quite a lot of it being involved <laughs> with these, um, with these investments you're doing. How do you spend your time outside of those? Yeah, we are a small group, as I mentioned, and it means that with the geography we're trying to cover, um, you know, we we all get involved in traveling extensively, so not traveling is actually quite a treat, and, uh, you know, I relish the time I, I, I can have at home with the family and um, share the burden of walking the dogs and so on. Um, now, having said that, my wife, who travels less than me for business, does like to travel, so, you know, there is a sort of encouragement to do uh, more exploratory travel with her, which we enjoy. So we have a plan to uh, perhaps explore some some countries that we haven't seen so far, maybe South America. Um, but other than that, quite honestly, uh, you know, time, it's just difficult to find the time to do the things that we'd love to do. Uh, we both like fly fishing. Uh, and oh. so we're always looking for opportunities to uh, explore new places to practice the arts. Uh-huh. And uh, probably one of my uh, most engaged uh, activities is continuing to 
restore and uh, maintain a very ancient cottage I've got in the UK. We have a 15th century cottage uh, in Kent that um, is just about still standing, so uh, I spent a lot of time there. <laughs> so that's there. when you're over from California. That's, what you're that's right. Keep that, keep that standing. Yeah, yep. Graham, thanks very much for, for your insights today in the um, corporate venturing in the, in the pharmaceutical sector and within the Cicada Ventures. Thank you very much. Thank you, Andrew. Enjoyed it.